Raising Vibrations podcast, where your hosts, Simon and Jennifer, connect to discuss evolutionary astrology and human design, our personal inspiration and passion for knowledge as a guiding light in these times of change. Okay, so today uh, we thought it would be a good idea to talk about the solar eclipse that's going to be coming up on the 21st of June, and also to reflect on the recent lunar eclipse that we had in Sagittarius. So the lunar eclipse um, happened at 15 degrees Sagittarius, and the solar eclipse that's going to be happening um, in one degree of of Cancer, and uh, that's on the 21st of June. And you know, just kind of sharing a little bit about you know how we're trying to make sense of the world right now, and what does the astrology reflect to us that maybe we can find um, some sense in and maybe something to empower ourselves through. So that's what uh, that's what we want to talk about today, and. It's. I actually think that this time round, this is a really fascinating period to talk about. I mean, we, we say that quite often, or at least I do. Um, but this is definitely a period of time where I think things like understanding what astrology can offer us or a system like human design can offer us is very, very valuable mm-hmm. um, because it, it's becoming more progressively more difficult to try and make sense of things as we experience just an insane amount of information just flooding into our awareness. And uh, I suspect that for some of you, it's very overwhelming. Um, Some of you are experiencing moments of of deep enlightenment that is coming through um, and just general confusion. So yeah, I I think that this is you can see how this can be a time where looking to those or system of some sort to try and make sense of things is um, on the top of the list of valuables. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's reflected in, I, I mean, astrologers and have been saying about this time for a long time, we've been saying about um, where we're heading, the changes we're in, um, human design, the system itself reflects the the shift we're going through and both offer tools on how we can do that and how we can move through this time. And mm-hmm. we've been talking a lot about being in the flow and being in change um, moving through those changes, connecting with your inner sense of um, your inner authority or your inner compass to direct you, your inner truth to mm-hmm be able to discern what's what's real and what's not real and what's true and what you resonate to and and we've been offering tools on how to do all of that which is what is needed for this time and now it's it's here you know it's arrived (laughs) a time and and the thing is is where we are right now is still just the beginning of a lot more changes to come yeah you know, there's, we are in a time of immense, immense, immense change. Like the way we have known the world to be, the way we have navigated ourselves in the world, who we have been in the world, how it has looked, how it supported us, how everything is changing. Yeah. And that means we need to find completely new ways to show up in that you know in that environment and obviously we're being supported by the transits all the time to to connect with that Mm -hmm. so what we look for 
in the transits and what we offer and share with you is often the pieces of wisdom that we can see in the sky, you know, in the maps that or the tools that we use and how we can f- look to where, how this is supporting us at this point in time. So you can look at the world right now and it's chaotic and there's a lot of change and we went from, you know, COVID-19 to riots and, and um, you know, everything has been, there's a lot of upheaval, basically. Yeah. And, and, and very extreme as well, right? It's very yeah, extreme from ex- one complete hibernation to the yeah. opposite. Yeah, the extremes, absolutely. And... I suppose in that, when you're looking at that, it can be easy to get lost in the whole experience of what's going on Mm. and where you fit Mm. into that. And that's obviously a big part of it, but there's always something in it. Like, how is this helping us at this current point to connect more deeply to our truth, more deeply to our authenticity? How is it empowering us to be able to move forward in a way that is... um, rooted in our individuality, our um, ability to really live our truth Mm -hmm. more deeply. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's true. And, and I think the, to, to make it bigger around how these energies at the moment or shifts within our um, social landscape are occurring. I mean, in my world, when I look at the world in terms of things changing, what I see is the, um, how tectonic plates move around the earth, right? And so each of us relative to where we are within our internalized sense of landscape, that's shifting inside of ourselves, right? And so as we're kind of shifting in ourselves, so we are, um, of course, it, interconnected with the outer reality of it. So there's a binary between what's shifting in us and what we're seeing shifting in other people's lives. And we're kind of just sharing that collectively or like witnessing it collectively, right? And those, these, these deep shifts that are taking place within us are obviously bringing to the surface things that have um, been repressed or haven't been acknowledged or haven't been able to, to be fully dried out you know so it's like you know the dirty laundry as it were it needs to kind of come out you know that the skeletons in the closets and this is a pluto experience you know pluto wants to expose stuff it wants to show you what's right at the bottom and depending on our capacity to be able to um, process through what we see at the bottom over there um, depends very much on our maturity okay that's why for for some people that where the ego is still in a developmental phase and have a Pluto transit, it can be very traumatizing. And, and that's why for most of us, when we go through very difficult transits, it can be very uncomfortable for us because the way that we try to understand what is occurring in our lives, we might not have the tools available because that wasn't mm-hmm. something that was really instilled within our um, early developmental phase of our lives. So there's, there's, there's a tremendous amount of richness that I feel 
is emerging at the moment around things that we might actually miss if we're not uh, almost in a sense connected to what is existing beyond what it looks like on the surface. Mm -hmm. So what is occurring that is not on the surface, right? Um, so when you, when you talk about words like authenticity as an example or connecting deeper to ourselves, mm -hmm. what comes to mind for me is the realization that we live in a world where our education systems have valued a specific way of seeing reality, okay? And on one side, to me, as I see it, that has been from necessary evolutionary pattern. Like, it, it mm -hmm. you know, when I say necessary evolutionary pattern, I mean specifically that, you know, we may have as a collective and as a group of people moved through um, a series of what it's like to experience power and the abuse of power, okay? So we would witness within our own personal human psychic limitations the expression of power in ways that would be set up to put institutions in place uh, for education. But then the human nature interacting with that because power can be incredibly growth-orientated, but it can also be deeply destructive. So what I mean is, is that what has brought us to this point has been what we have manifested, what we have, what we have thought was necessary. If you take somebody that was born in the night in 2050 and they look back at 2010 at a smartphone, for instance, or anything, they might actually look at that and go, wow, that seems really outdated. Just as much as we can do that to say something that happened in, in 1980s. We, whenever we're looking back, it seems as if it, well, it seems outdated, but to us in the moment, it's not. So, there's a lot of this, there's a lot that is shifting for us at the moment around what has brought us to this point. Mm -hmm. And while in the midst of the chaos that is taking place, things like understanding that when we have a, a difficult period of our lives, the tools to be able to nourish that transition in our lives and from, from a spiritual perspective to understand what, what we're going through mm. is unavailable. So we, we, we disassociate. We, um, we find some ways to distract ourselves. And then what we would say during that two-year period in our life is, wow, that was just really, really intense. Mm. But the authenticity and coming back to the home, what, I'm, what I want to tie in here is that for that period of time, if we say, for instance, had a, a system of social um, teaching that was rooted more in principles like shamanic understanding or um, holistic healing, we would see that that would be a period in that person's life that was a soul activation mm. and they were busy processing something. And that would be connecting to what's really real and true for that person. Mm. But that, a, a tremendous amount of that hasn't been present for us as a collective. And so mm. when we do go through a period like humanity is going through right now where there's a massive shakeup within mm -hmm. the context of its social order, you can on one level expect to see chaos manifest in the way that it does because, and, and also a tremendous amount of immaturity manifests itself as well. Mm -hmm. I'm also not judging the immaturity and saying it's bad. I'm just saying that that nature of its expression can, can lack the, the, ability for us to see what is really occurring at a deeper spiritual level. So if you had to think about it, and if I had to summarize what I'm saying here is that individually we might go through a period in our life like a Pluto conjunct 
Jupiter and our own individual life goes through a major shakeup. <clears throat> We're doing that for the collective right now, mm. right? But there's only there's one voice in an individual experience, but in a collective experience, there's loads of voices. So you can see how the complexity of such shifts in our lives can, or in the world right now, can can be very overwhelming and very confusing, mm. right? And so my hope, at least, and I'm it's shared by you as well, is that in this conversation we could, could try and point to areas of what is occurring that we may not necessarily be looking at that's not this that's not what the common narrative is about mm. as an example so what is actually what is it that is causing unrest okay mm. it's not the thing that caused it it's beneath the surface that's coming for us to be able to witness so that we can make uh, observations in that as an yeah. example yeah so our eclipse um article that we wrote um was about the eruption of truth and then simon recently um shared a video on liberation as well so there are these two um elements to what is going on right now mm -hmm. and these are happening the thing is is as although this, these are collective transits for us. They happen through each individual. And what becomes the collective experience is each individual's transformation. Yes. So there's a great potential. And, and this that. is the viewpoint that we're coming from, is that each individual goes through their own transformation, their own eruption of truth, their own liberation. And through that, as many, many, many individuals go through that transformation the actual collective society the world is transformed through that process yes. now this is like the potential that's there now it's not going to happen in that way you know it's not going to happen in the same way for everyone it's going to be different things that we are needing to confront different things that we have been through we all have unique life experiences we all have um our own traumas um we've all been repressed in different ways just by not being able to be our our true authentic nature because our social structures have been formed on the ideology or the belief and structure around um collaboration and this joint effort to create yes. something where, you know, we structure a society, this, and, and, and even a global network, but within our societies, at least, we've structured it in a way where it's like, here, you have security, here's your security, and in exchange for that, you, you exchange your individuality, and your individuality is who you are. Um, Garber Mate said that authenticity is a, what was the quote? Authenticity is a human need, mm -hmm. like a survival need, I think yes. it said. I'll, I'll post it in the comments when I, when I find it. But, and that's what, it's like every time we are suppressing who we are, it's actually traumatic to our soul. You know, and we, we begin doing that already at a young age and and we have 
move through our lives with that experience. All of us have. Everyone has. And we, our society and the structures in place, the school system, the institutions, haven't actually um, supported this discovery of your individuality or this, you know, individuation process if it wasn't contributing to society mm -hmm. in itself. That's right. Right? And, and this is where we are right now, where we are really, really being urged to connect with that, um, that our inner truth, um, become aware of who we are and what we stand for, what our values are, redefining all of that, questioning everything, our relationship to everything, how we fit into the global structure, the collective, mm -hmm. how we fit into our society, um, and and to live that in a more authentic way for ourselves. Yes. You know, it's it's this inner journey. It's not about creating an image of authenticity outwardly. It's about an inner experience of going, hey, you know, this is who I am. This is me. And I know it because I feel it to the core of my being. And every time I accept more of me, I heal a little bit and I bring more love and realness into the world because I'm not repressing something within myself and I don't have this repressed pain that can come out in through projection and anger and, you know, that just will, it has to come out because, you know, it always, that's how the shadow works. What we repress becomes the shadow and, and, it becomes the projection we see outwardly. So as we're coming home to ourselves and we're healing those aspects of ourselves, we're really actually healing our interactions with others and we can hold more space for others in their process as well. So it, it, it becomes beneficial to others, even if it seems like a selfish journey to do this, you know, as defined by yeah. the... It's important to do that because yeah. that was one of the things that um, you go try it out. Like you go and try and hold space for somebody who's, um, like for, for instance, who, you try and hold space for, some, for somebody about their individuality if you don't know how to do it for yourself. It's not possible to relate, mm -hmm. you know. So you, you can, you have to first be able to come into the part of you that, understands your story so that that relatability becomes something that you can all that you can see and hold space in another person it's just like it, it you can't see it in the other person no. and because of that being the case then not only is the value in the interaction being limited but it, it doesn't it just is exactly that there's no value contribution there right because then you can find you'll end up more finding yourself maybe fighting for your right to be an individual if you haven't claimed it that's what exactly that's what i mean you, you you have to claim yourself you have to claim your own inner space and then from there you can actually then be able to see what that person's doing in themselves as well they're claiming for that and they can hold space for that mm. and there's more acceptance there there's more yielding there there's mm. more uh, patience i suppose and more tolerance in that way um some of those actions themselves can be also very detrimental to your process if you are in a situation in which the, the where 
holding patience or space for somebody that's very being deeply abusive. Like that's a different story yeah. in that way, right? You're recognizing to not tolerate abuse with inside of yourself ultimately, because when you make that decision to not tolerate it, then that, that scenario can have the potential to be broken. Mm. But that, that's not the point. The point here is, is the capacity to see that as we are navigating, as we are moving through these incredibly huge changes, we're dealing with outer planets here. We're dealing with Neptune. We're dealing with Uranus. We're dealing with Pluto. Mm. We're dealing with personal planets that are connecting to these outer planets. So again, to try and make this more relatable, when, when we experience, when we bring it back to yourself and you experience needing to move house, for instance, or move a job, or some change is taking place in your life. Maybe you have a new baby that comes into your life and your world becomes completely reorganized. Mm. That period of transition can be really beautiful in some senses, but it can also be very frightening as well. Like all of the different types of emotions can be experienced in different ways because there's uncertainty, there's what do I expect. A lot of those things can show up for us. When we have this at a global level, you can see that a million voices, for instance, saying, oh, my God, I'm panicking, can really be amplified. We can really feel that way. And so um, if we start with the center of our own space and to recognize what it is that this eruption of truth is bringing in us as we interface with this, mm-hmm. we can then start to see a little bit clearer about what other people may be going through in their own process. Yeah. And I think that leads to this fascinating phenomena that's taking place where, and this is the Pluto and Libras, I think um, I'm not, I, I realize the limitation in making it finite like only the Pluto and Libras. I don't mean that. I mean that you'll notice that the Pluto and Libras, one, a large part of your, your wounding is trying to heal the unacknowledged emotion that you didn't get from your parents on, on a large level. So you never felt like you were hurt. So a lot of relationships either show up in one way. Ah, you're in a relationship, but you you feel like there's really difficulty trying to express your feelings and being heard, or that you're not in a relationship at all, and on some level just kind of not wanting to feel that pain, but it's cool to just be by yourself. <laughs> None of these things are bad or worse. They're just the nature, the phenomena of this. Mm-hmm. And why I'm linking it is because if you look at the, the Pluto transit at the moment in Capricorn and the Jupiter and Saturn transit that's moving through Capricorn, a large majority of the, well, those transits themselves would be squaring the natal Pluto of the Pluto and Libras. So you've been definitely working through a lot of your own internal process at the moment, healing the, the unacknowledged emotion from one of the parents. Da, da, da. And I suspect that you've come to a realization inside of yourself that one of the things that you've learned is what does it sound like to feel hurt or what, is it, what does it feel like to be hurt? So there's this link, from my point of view at least right now, that um, trying to trying to listen from the from it's a really difficult thing on some level because if you're emotionally charged by something, it's really difficult to listen because you're trying to hold space for something that maybe your your nervous system is flooded with cortisol already because you may be triggered in that sense. But that's ultimately what we should try to achieve in these processes. You'd, you'd be so incredibly profoundly um, amazed at the potential of what could actually erupt 
from the invisible space between yourself and the other person when there's a stance of active listening. So it's not like, how can I prove you wrong or how can I correct you? But what are you saying as I recognize that where I'm coming from and where you're coming from are different trajectories, but we are brought in this, in this moment to share something and mm. that intimate or into me, I see kind of experience or confrontation or carefrontation, however you wish to see it could illuminate something that is generally not seen. So each of us mm. has an opportunity to interact with somebody different and each of each of those different interactions could bring something to the surface that we may have not known or fully understood. Mm. So do you see how if we take that attention on ourselves to discover what it is that we could learn from an interaction, but not by, oh, what am I going to learn from this, but more seek to understand the other. Yeah, and that's a really big key here because um, it's easy to come from your own perspective and then want to share that that's right it's really really difficult and, and that the the biggest challenge is actually to be able to hear the other and see where they're coming from so to try to stay open and curious um to the perspectives of others in interactions that you're in it doesn't mean to go out and try and understand everyone's yes. perspective yes. i'm not saying seek yes. it it's not about that but if you find yourself in a confrontation um what's happening what's happening is people are bringing their their very strongly held beliefs and truths to the surface right now and it's hard if if everyone's doing that, then no one's hearing anyone. The polarity to Sagittarius is Gemini, right? So it's it's curiosity, it's asking questions, maybe inquiring yourself into yourself and asking yourself the questions. You know, if you find yourself in a conflict, then ask yourself what this is showing you. Um, it's it's pretty difficult to actually. At this point in time, the way things are in the world, unless you're completely silent and have retracted yourself completely from it, if you're interacting with people, it's pretty hard to avoid conflict because it is everywhere. Like it's really, yes, really, yes, really charged. Yes. There's a lot of charged emotions and, you know, strong beliefs and powerful um, energies bringing this to the forefront of our awareness and and for a reason but so in those situations if you do find yourself in a conflict a confrontation of some sort there are a couple of things that I've learned from my own experience now to to do and with the guidance of um the skies, you know, astrology and understanding the nature of where we're being directed to put our focus and energy is to firstly try to approach it. Like don't go in headstrong to anything like I'm, you know, this is my belief. This is my, because it's all it's going to do is attract the polarity of the, it will, it will attract both. 
the people that stand for it with you, like the people that are on your side and the polarized. Yes, piece. yes, yes. That's, that's all you're going to get from that. Mm -hmm. you, and you can guarantee it. So if you are, it doesn't mean don't express yourself either because you might have things that you need to express and that's also important, but try to come to the inner conclusions first. Question what it is you need to express and why. And look at the, you know, the dynamics surrounding it so that you're coming into that. You're, you're going into the world and bringing an energy of an intention that isn't just claiming, you know, to be right. It's very difficult, but it's the truth. It's coming from your own authentic, true inner process of what you have come to within yourself and then going, hey, this is where, this is what I've learned. This is where I am. This is, you know, if you feel the need to share that and that might help others as well. And if you feel that it can. Mm -hmm. So, so there's that process in experience first. And then secondly, there is, it can be really, really, really helpful at this time if you can. Talking about softness or. Yeah, the softness was in the, the first one, like to okay. go out because you questioned yourself. But I did mm. actually forget what my second point was there. But it all come to me in a moment um, and the second is that if you do find yourself getting triggered by an experience which it ties into the first really but if you find yourself getting really triggered and experiencing any it, it, it doesn't have to be through confrontation it can be through what you're seeing and hearing then there can also be a there's something within that that if you can peel away the outer shell of what that is like that hurt and the need to fight back or the need to feel victimized or the need you know whatever it is around that if you can take the like core um, empowering message that you personally can internalize from that experience and that will be unique to you it will be around your own experience your own trigger whatever it is that's that's you've experienced but if you can turn that around and empower yourself through that process and as a part of claiming more of your authentic inner truth and authenticity then you have taken a huge step in your own healing journey through that. So instead of feeling victimized or upset at the other person or whatever it is you've experienced, you feel grateful. It's gratitude for them giving you that insight that you needed, that piece of yourself that you hadn't claimed and internalizing that and becoming a more whole human being from yeah, that process. It. Like that, that's, you know, this is going to give some context to the astrology at the moment, but these are kind of abstract. So I try and drill it down to something that, that's more practical. But mm. this path to wholeness is 
if you look at the natural zodiac, uh, the the natural sextile that takes place between um, Taurus and Pisces in the in the in a natural zodiac. So there's there's sixty degrees difference between the two, and that that combination of Taurus, which is the inner relationship to ourself, the, the archetype that speaks to that, and Pisces, which is the archetype that speaks to where we will hold separation in us, mm-hmm. where we are also um, recognizing our wholeness in us. Right, so ultimately, wherever it is that we don't have wholeness in ourselves, we'll place it outside of ourselves. Mm. And that will then show up as a conflict in some way to Mm. show us what it is that we're ultimately trying to become whole for. Okay. And each, Rumi talks about his poem, which is The Guest House. It's an amazing. a uh, piece of writing. I encourage you to go and uh, check that out on on Google. Just if you don't know what it is, and he's ultimately talking about the same thing. That if we allow everything to be seen through the lens of this is a vessel that is when it holds all the good and the bad. You know, we can we can see everything. We can we can become aware of all scenarios as gifts for deeper integration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, integration, that's, that's a great word. Right, mm. it is integration. And the more that we can integrate within ourselves, and this comes back down to what I was saying earlier about that when we can go through transits that are really difficult, if we struggle to process the context of that transit, for instance, you're on a square, your moon as an example, right? And there are sudden changes in your home and you can feel very uncomfortable by the the challenges around things that are changing within your home right if you see those events as something that are deeply disturbing to you then that's what they will be they will be disturbing to you you see them as opportunities to as in a message as it were then there is there's a deeper connection to reality there's a deeper sense that's that's you can see it in there Mm. it's very empowering stance to take um and the things that we're experiencing in the world right now because of Saturn and Jupiter being very close together and them closing up a cycle, we are moving through a period where collectively the nature of our reality, of course, is very peculiar and odd. And we're very perplexed by the bizarreness. But at the same time, it's also very clear that there is a dramatic shift within the context of how we're going to actually form a societal structure going forward and what that means for us within the context of today versus when Saturn and Jupiter had made their conjunction 20 years ago or whatever, right? In 2001 or 2002 or something like that, 2002, mm-hmm. 2003. It was a different time then. We didn't have Uranus and, and Neptune's transit through Aquarius. Facebook... YouTube, those things were in their kind of premature phase. But now we do live in a time where that conjunction is now going to form again and we live in a very different landscape. So it's natural to, within within an individual experience, I mean, imagine if somebody was actually, you were born with Jupiter, Saturn, Balsamic to each other as in closing cycle. Your whole entire life is going to feel like a consistent process of trying to make sense of the patterns of the past while feeling this this urge to to reestablish and redefine your own belief. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just a collective experience, but the nature of the collective experience is emphasized by Pluto. And so, what I mean by identifying those words is what I'm really saying here is is that 
the exposure to where power has been you know displaced where power has been put in places where it has supported the growth of one sort of group but not others and it's the acknowledgement of that it's the acknowledgement of the distribution of power it's the acknowledgement of things that are go beyond the timeline that you and me have been on earth Mm. it's it's beyond that so our minds are very finite within the context of our reality, right? Like at this moment, now this moment, now this moment. But our photo memory is something that we can use to recall events of the past. Now think about this at a collective level. So while we're also trying to make sense of our own individual journey and trying to apply themes or, or awareness of how can we become more conscious of interacting with each other, we also also have to bear in mind that the scope to which we're actually processing through is a lot more complex. Yes. And it's not something that's going to be fixed by, oh, this is what I think the truth is and this is how it's going to be fixed. It's not. It's not going to happen. It's not possible. It's too, We need to really individually within ourselves recognize that this is a very slow process of observation and deep thought as in, what I'm about to tell somebody that I think is the absolute truth, what's the effect of that going to be on that person? And what happens if that was happening to me? Would I react differently to that person if that was happening to me? Would I be, if somebody was telling me their, their truth, etc., and I was going, you know, arguing with them about it, but then when I did it to another person, not the same person, but somebody else, am I expecting them to be different to how I would have reacted? Mm. You know, this is the thing that I meant right in the beginning where I said that, the potential for mutation here is not what looks like on the surface. The potential for mutation is something completely different. And we have to be able to open up our eyes to seeing something beyond the surface, which takes time. And one of the ways that we do that, or there are many ways that like your suggestion um, around seeing the potential for integration, seeing the potential and what this is showing me and the eruption of truth. Really. Yeah, it's a way. It's a, a way of liberating ourselves from the very structures that are oppressive. Right. So a big part of the work here, when it comes to our interaction with distortions that exist within our cultures and societies, and I mean on the world, you know, from the whole world's perspective, is that. there's there's the aspects of ourselves that have accepted that and as we liberate ourselves from those security attachments which they ultimately are then we and empower ourselves we we are uprooting that same mm. those same dynamics mm. and the transformation that happens on an individual level through each individual is really where the 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 great change happens on a collective level now that looks very different for everyone how they're going to do that yeah it does it really does it's going to be very very different what they need to confront how they do some people may be speaking learning to listen more you know we all need to be become better at listening mm. that that is i mean that's where the evolution is we've got the north node in gemini the the open curiosity we need to learn to be able to have 
difficult conversations without, you know, well, just that, you yeah, know. Yeah, it is, it is. And we're going to get some practice at yes. that, you know, <laughs> or we're going to get the opportunity to practice that. We're, what we do with that opportunity is, you know, we could just practice our argumentative you know muscle and <laughs> and not learn much at all through this other than how everyone else is wrong but there's an incredible potential for growth yes here yeah it's inclusion uh, like uh, you know just the thoughts that come to me is you can and, I, and i've shared this before in different videos at the beginning of the year with pluto jupiter Sorry, mm. a Saturn, Saturn Pluto conjunction. Mm. You know, there's when when we start off with the question, when we see somebody say, for instance, really having a, a an expressing their own frustration, and the context of their frustration has to have a boat in which the frustration mm. gets housed in. Yeah. So let's think of the boat as the cosmological truth or ideology that has brought them to make sense of reality. So every one of us has a structural ideological truth that has brought us what well, that allows us to 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 hold our consciousness right mm -hmm. so that that boat can transform it doesn't have to be fixed okay it doesn't have to be fixed so that boat will bring us to an engagement and within the context of that boat we will have a, a conversation if we start the conversation with how we would want to be approached and communicated to that would be something that would be probably is deeply powerful when you and i'm talking about what you said earlier don't go seek this out in the sense that okay i'm thinking more along lines well, we know of what when, we're going to get if we do go seeking it out we're going to get yeah. exactly the thing right. that you know we're not right. going to get loads of people just agreeing with us That's we're going right. to get the polarity as well and the rage yeah. you know yeah no you're right that, that's exactly it but the, the, there are other questions too that are really helpful is questioning our own inner, you know, mm. motivations. Yes. What is it in me that feels the need to express this and why? And is it, you know, mm. where is that expression coming from? What is it? Is there something unhealed in me that needs to be, uh, you know, integrated. Yes. And, you know, if we do that work first, then the expression will have a different impact and a different, it will be received differently to if we do the, what we can do also, you know, there's two ways around this. We'll either go into it and we'll express whatever it is that we need to. And then the, what comes back from that will be will trigger the introspection or we can go into that and question the need to express something and where that comes from and then connect with that and then come back and and express it from the place of wholeness within ourselves or integration and either way you know it, it doesn't really matter which path you choose it just it one can feel less yeah you know what one's one approach is more 
supportive directly to your own. It's like embracing the changes and the other ones having it like reinforced. Yeah. She's shown to you, you know, it's like you, it will be reflected back to you. Mm-hmm. Either way we evolve, you know, we're going to yeah. evolve. That's yeah. what Pluto does. It evolves us, you know, it brings yeah. evolution, brings, um, and as we, if we don't embrace the changes, then we experience it as more traumatic. Yeah. It's true. And, you know, Saturn and Uranus are in a conjunct, uh, an, an aspect to each other. They're um, in EA, we would define it as a crisis in action square. So the, what crisis in action means is that the, the nature of the aspect between the two planets has reached a point in which it wants to throw off um, the, the, the kind of the, the patterns that are socially agreed upon. Okay. All right. Crisis in consciousness. Correct. Crisis in consciousness. Okay. Yeah. What did I say? I thought you said crisis in action, but I'm maybe no, not. No, <laughs> I'm not sure now. <laughs> Mars and Pisces. <laughs> Blame it there. But anyway, um, well, crisis in action, a crisis in consciousness, that's what it is. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's ultimately where there's a tension between something that wants to break out of the mold to find its own individual path. Mm-hmm. So what you have here is this interesting dynamic between a Uranian energy that has to do with decentralizing um, patterns that have no longer or no have run their course mm. and the archetype of Saturn that wants to establish patterns so there can be a security and a container for things to experience themselves in mm. and both are equally important but when they manifest themselves in more um, shadow-like states it looks like massive rebellion against deep oppression and in the shadow complex of Saturn it's where we have unresolved um, issues with our parents and this is something that I'll keep advocating all the time is that I want you to really ask yourself the question, your anger or your, your, your relationship to authority as in, in an outer way, examine your own inner relationship to what you experienced when you were growing up as a child and how you may have had, what was your relationship to authority as in to your parent. Okay. Mm. All right. Have you processed that? Um, because that would be in the first part of where the psychic's development or the the, mm. the ego's development. So a lot of the time when we're angry with things outside of ourselves, it doesn't mean that we're angry because of our parents, but we definitely would be more illuminated if we observed our first relationship to authority. Right. Okay, because that's where it develops. And one of the things that's also really fascinating to me as well is to examine the nature of how in a time where a specific structure is in place that supports something. So for instance, institutions that are, um, that measure human potential and intelligence through logic and logistics. Okay. Now let's Mm. say for instance, you're somebody that's deeply abstract. Mm. Okay. The probability of you feeling included, integrated, and part of something is less likely than say somebody that is more, left-oriented as in they're left logical okay Mm. as in left-brained right that doesn't mean that you are any less it just means that the system has defined it a specific way and then the outcome of that gives more priority to to that Mm -hmm. your relationship that you would have developed and your emotions towards a system that has in a sense valued something 
like left brain versus right brain will then become a part of how the way that you actually interact with systems because there's you already have a relationship to yourself in which you have been put aside and defined as something different mm -hmm. but that's not true in the sense that you aren't wrong or broken it's just you never got the opportunity to have what the system would have prevailed so i think there's a progressive change that will become more available mm. as this time goes along as we throw off these very specific ways in which we have defined human potential so another example was a meme where it says that um, there was five animals there was an elephant there was a bird there was a fish in a fishbowl and there was a monkey. And the examiner said, the first person to climb to the top of the tree is the most advanced uh, animal. And it was like, and then what they said at the bottom was like how they would measure mm. your importance. Now, the fish, for instance, has no possibility of climbing it because it's not designed for that. And so this is the message here with this Gemini stuff is that, Individually, we all have different unique paths in which that potential exists. But if we have a very specific system in which everything gets dumped into it, what's going to come out yeah. in, a prob in a good way is the ones that fit that system or not. And that's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a ton of emotion erupting to the surface in which that has not been equal across the board and we're trying to make sense of it. And it's not a, okay, we'll fix it today by doing this. It's not how it works. We first need to let that come to the surface in order to be acknowledged. And then the process begins an unfolding of how do we then build a society in which we can accommodate for all those things, which in and of itself well, what is, is that even going to look like? What does like? it look like? Yeah. Right? The thing is, we're heading into the Aquarian age. Uh, Aquarian nature is about individuality, mm. but you know, as soon as we create a group, mm -hmm. a a group within any context, anyone's, everyone's individuality cannot be acknowledged within that unless it is based on that very fact. But then it doesn't, it's not held together in a mold. No. Because that's the Capricorn, you know, structure around it. And, and this is where human design is just, I mean, well... <laughs> The astrology too, completely EA, absolutely on on an inner level, and human design on the outer. Like, how do I actually? Well, how do I do that? You know, mm. how do I find my place in the world? Mm -hmm. How do I connect to myself? And it's just, you know, when you when you can see the map of yourself in front of you and have it broken down and get to see that hold on what i'm not here to have to be certain about things i don't have a logical focused mind or you know i need to yes, yes. part of my natural process is to not work <laughs> long hour days you know if you're mm. or and and we get to like have and it's not about being told what to do. Like human design isn't about that. It's about giving you the reflection of what you experience within yourself and then trying it out and getting to feel what's that that's like. And it's like this process of integration or, or you can see it as a process of blossoming, you know, <laughs> into yourself. Um, yeah. But the, the, 
it's really, really incredible to um, become empowered to be yourself. And the way I see our direction, and not just me, but you know, the the what I see reflected in the astrology, human design, these systems that are speaking for the future. You know, where we are heading and what what we need to integrate is that we are. We're self-organizing systems. Human beings are self-organizing, but we have organized ourselves based on a, a mental structure. And the way we become self-organizing again, i.e. a structure of society that doesn't, that holds space for every single human being's individuality, which is in itself, I'm, I understand it's very idealistic to imagine that, but at least within groups that that can exist, is for each individual to only to really really connect with who they are and be that in the best possible way sure like exactly. be the best possible version of your absolutely completely unique self and when you can do that you will be guided to be in the place, i.e. self-organizing, like nature itself organizes us to, to bump into the right people that we need along our journey and the right information and the experiences that we need and the things we need to see and, you know, everything, all of our learning experiences. And we get organized just by showing up as ourselves. And yeah. to me, that's like... as. It's powerful. A very, very, very powerful concept and one that I have been living, we've been living for a while now and, well, at least in the process of always because we're always learning. We're not there, you know, and also uh, guiding others to do the same and empowering others to, to connect with that in themselves and it's it's just a beautiful process. Yes. So there's help on the way, along the way to in this process. If you don't want to just, you know, we, we, we always have it reflected back to us anyway through the nature of our experiences. But it's great to have a map. <laughs> the map. You know, you can figure out how to get there yourself, but yeah. it's great to have a map. Exactly. exactly. I can't imagine being without the map. No. <laughs> it's like... It's, it helps a lot. Uh, yeah. The map definitely helps a lot, especially during a time where um, there is no flashlight in the sky saying, hey, by the way, this is what it looks like, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do we do? Things are, we're having to make decisions for ourselves, big decisions now. Mm. And it's going to get the, the the clarity around what's true and what's not true. That's that's a fascinating thing. Well, I think yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah, go on. Is, is just the clarity around what's true and what's not. Well, the clarity that we will come to around the realization that it is no longer possible to trust anything outside of yourself. Yeah. Other than what is what is feeling correct for you, because at any anything can be made anything. It's becoming very apparent. So right, the nature yeah. of our reality, and yeah, yes, inner truth, inner cool. truth. All right. So I think we'll we'll end it there. Um, there was lots to talk about in this conversation today. So hopefully yeah. we found some value in it, and um, that it 
offered something where you can chew on and digest, I suppose. Mm. And if you're curious about what that means for you personally, um, our website is on the internet. Yeah, I'll link it. I will link everything we've mentioned below. Um, yeah, yeah, for you to find. And um, that's yeah. And our and our Patreon community is where you can find us. Um, you know, sharing stuff and and interacting with people. Yeah. Okay, and we'll put that in the link as well. Yeah, and we both teach these systems as well. If you're wanting to learn it for yourself, or you know, and we both offer uh, guidance and readings through the systems that we work with. Um, so if you feel that that is something you're feeling called to do at this time, then yeah, yeah you'll see our, our links below to find us. Amazing. All right, everyone, have um, a good week and uh, we'll talk to you soon.